0: Ephesians chapter number 6, starting at verse number 10. Brother Carson was speaking about spiritual warfare this morning in prayer, so I knew I was on the right track. It is good for each and every last one of us to be here today. It is good for you to be here today. Uh, Presence is so important. It's so important just to be present. Oftentimes I have received uh, what belongs to me just by simply being present. Uh, I've missed out on things that belong to me just simply by not being present. But that's why it's important that any time and every time you have the opportunity to be in the house of the Lord to be here, I encourage everyone not just to be Sunday morning, but also be a Sunday evening member of this church. Sunday morning and Sunday evening, the two different messages. Oftentimes, just just depends on how the Lord moves and. The importance of being in the house of the Lord is even more important than it ever was in times past. The Bible says so much the more as we see the day approaching. I've learned that if I can press my way to a ball game, press my way to a movie, press my way to a family gathering, press my way to certain things in the world. I've learned to press my way to the house of the Lord. It's important to be present. The scripture says here in Ephesians chapter six, verse number 10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And then the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against, what is it? Rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places wherefore take unto you the whole armor of god why is this that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand i want to preach just for a few moments on a simple subject and that is standing in the evil day standing in the evil day Lord, we thank you for this day one more time. I pray, O oh God, that you may use me, Lord. This is your church. We are your sheep. I am your vessel. Help me, O oh God, to speak every word that is intended and I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. amen. If you're ready to receive the word, you may be seated. Now, I know that this doesn't apply to anyone here, uh, but have you ever known someone in your lifetime that talks so loud? Uh-oh. I'm already getting folks in trouble. Like I said, this doesn't apply to anyone here, but you ever known anyone that talks so loud, talk with such force, talk like they could just take down anyone at any time but never been in one fight their entire life? But you couldn't tell it by the way that they talked. They talked what we call a big game, but never been in one fight their entire life. Now, there's this false story about me that my parents tell. I've never told them to their face that you're not telling the truth. But uh, and I probably will never tell them to their face. But there's this false story going around that my parents tell about me that when I was in first grade, I would come home from school off the bus crying. Like I said, this is false. And I would come off the bus and I would, I mean, it it just would happen on a daily occasion. I'm just crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. So finally, my mom and dad said, we we need to figure out what's going on. Why why are you crying every day you get off the school bus? And finally, they, they said they got it out of me that I was being bullied on the school bus. Now, you know, this is false. So they said I was being bullied on the school bus. And so as any parent would, they march right up to that school. They're going to find out, well, who's bullying my, my son? And so my younger brother, Kenny, he, I guess he's just one of those loud talking, you know, never been in a fight kind of guys. He, he says, well, I want to go. This is the story that I'm receiving, of course. They're saying that my brother Kenny says, well, I want to, who is this? Who's picking on my big brother? Now, it's supposed to be the other way around. Who's picking on my little brother, right? Who's picking on my big brother? I want to see what's going on. I want to see what's happening. So he goes to the school with them. And apparently, the other parents are are coming, and and we're coming, and, and apparently we're about to meet halfway in the hallway here. And I see the kid coming my way who's bullying me, and I hide behind my dad's leg. And Kenny, my brother, steps up and says, where's he at? Where's he at? And the story goes that my dad said, son, is, is that the kid? Because apparently he was half my size. <laughs> That's what they say. I believe it's a false story. I don't believe it. I don't remember it, so it never happened to me. <laughs> But I will say there's probably some truth to it because I realized as I got older and some of you consider me a tall gentleman. I'm here to tell you uh, the sport that I played and the people who I interacted around. I'm pretty short. I was used to being around six, eight, six, nine, six, ten, seven foot tall people. So I'm the short one of the group. And so everywhere we went where we wanted to start a little bit of trouble. Who was leading the way? And I said, "Who, who, who, want, who, who, want, who wants some? Who, who wants to do this? Who wants to?" Why? Because I knew I had six, nine, six, ten, and seven foot standing behind me. But there was this one time when I was walking, and I realized I was walking alone. And I stopped and looked. I said, well, "Where's my help?" Where's my help? <laughs> So there could be some truth to that first grade story, but I am not claiming it. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 13, if you will put that scripture back up, it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. The scripture says here that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand this is a fighter's verse you can hear the sound of combat when you read it you can sense the smoke and gunfire of desperate battle of soldiers rushing to the front lines and at the end of the verse you can hear the sound of victory ephesians six thirteen describes our current situation the evil day is upon us We are called to stand our ground and to fight to the end so that you may be able to stand. Be still, that you may be able to be still standing when the day is done. The question can be asked, why Satan seems to be so active in the world today? Why I offer today three possible answers. First, Christians and church leaders have neglected the whole realm of spiritual warfare. Many pastors have shied away from the subject altogether, causing their people to go into battle unprepared. Second, Satan is active today because we are living in the last days. Second, Timothy chapter three, verse number one tells us that in the last days, perilous times shall come and they will come. For the scripture goes on to say in verse number two, for men shall be lovers of themselves, covetous, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, people that think they just deserve everything, unholy, no desire to live right or to dress modestly, without natural affection. The scripture here in this verse here speaks in verse number three of Second Timothy chapter number three. It goes on to say without natural affection. We must understand that in the beginning, God seeing that Adam was alone and needed a help meet. We understand that story. Adam was alone and he needed a help meet. He needed some affection. So the scripture lets us know that God created Eve for Adam. Natural affection is when man is affectionate towards a woman. The scripture goes on to say that there will be truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent. Incontinent means without self-control. They will be fierce, despisers of those that are good. There will be traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Then the scripture says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. The Bible lets us know that from these people, we should turn away from. They have a form of godliness, but they are not giving glory back to the Lord. We turn away from those people. And then the scripture goes on to say in verse number seven, it's very interesting because we cannot allow people who are book smart but not the book smart. We understand and know that there are many people that are book smart, very educated, but they're not Bible smart. The scripture says in verse number seven, listen to this, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of somebody say the truth. If this word is the truth and we are in the last days, and what I'm saying is true, then the devil knows he has but a short time. For the Bible says in Revelations chapter 12, verse number 12, it says, therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea for the devil is come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. My third possible answer why it seems Satan is active is because society has rejected God and embraced evil in radical ways. We are surrounded by widespread pornography, open Satan worship, widespread drug and alcohol abuse and sexual immorality to that list i would add the legalization and or legalizing of killing of the unborn and the sweeping redefinition of marriage sin has always been with us and satan has always been active but in the 21st century or whatever century this is right now we have openly rejected god and his word When you turn from God, the only thing left is the worship of the idols of your own making. People become right. In their own eyes they say things like this that's your truth but this is my truth I'm sorry but there is only one truth and that truth is found in Jesus Christ if you cannot find your truth in the Word of God I'm telling you my friend that is the wrong truth matter of fact I'm here to tell you that is falsehood that is a lie from the devil the devil will do everything he can and to try to take away the truth from every listener and every hearer in here. Oh, I wish I had a church in here. I'm here to tell you this is the only truth. Amen. Amen. Paul says when the day of evil comes, not if the day of evil comes, because nothing is more certain than the conflict in the heavenly realm. And Satan doesn't fight fair. He attacks us in our weakness. He uses circumstances to discourage us. He tempts us to do things we swore we would never do. He hits us when we are alone and vulnerable. That's why somebody say presence. That's why presence is so important. When you are at your weakest, when you are vulnerable, that's not the time to isolate and separate yourself. When you are feeling discouraged, when you're feeling down, the best place you can be is right here in the house of the Lord. Even if the devil tries to play with your mind and tell you those people don't care about me. They don't think about me. They don't call me. They don't text me. That's a lie from the devil. We care and God cares. Most of all, (laughs) Jesus cares about you. Most of all, it's the worst thing we can do is isolate ourselves. We should be here in the house of the Lord. The scripture Excuse me, it it goes on here to say before I jump back into the book of Ephesians here, the evil day always comes sooner or later. It has come again and again in church history. No one gets a free ride on the journey from earth to heaven. We in this church need to. Matter of fact, I will say we must get tougher if we are going to survive what is coming our way. So what do we do now that we have this understanding now that we know that we are in the evil day? Well, Paul makes it very plain. He says you put on the whole armor of God. The Greek word for put on comes from the military vocabulary of the first century. It was used for the last thing the soldier would do before going out to battle. When the call came, the soldier would grab his armor, put it's on and head for the fight. Our text is telling us that now that the evil day is upon us before you go to battle, make sure you're in uniform. The armor of God reminds us of who our enemies are it's easy to look at the world today and think that our enemies are certain politicians that our enemies are certain entertainers or the muslim radicals who behead their victims and then make videos bragging about it when we see people fighting in favor of abortion and in favor of gay marriage and against christian values it's easy to say that is our enemy but the bible doesn't instruct us the bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse number 12 it says for we wrestle not somebody say not we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places so our ultimate enemy is invisible his armies move in the spirit realm that's why Paul begins to say stand therefore and the first piece of armor he mentions is truth so this is important that we have truth girt about our loins I think we ought to take a moment here just to worship and magnify the Lord for the truth let me help us understand this it's the truth that acts as a belt holding things together if I don't have the truth if I didn't have my belt on I open myself up for exposure but since my loins are girt about with the truth that means now my breastplate can be on very tight and the breastplate is for my righteousness and I've got my shoes on they're shod ready to share the gospel of peace and I got my shield which is for the faith uh, quenching all the fiery darts of Satan and the helmet of salvation is on my head Uh, is there anybody here that's still standing Uh, do I have any soldiers uh, in the army of the Lord Uh, if you are still standing uh, and you are a soldier in the army of the Lord we ought to stand to our feet uh, clap our hands uh, and lift up the name of Jesus Hallelujah. hallelujah oh come on we might as well lift up the name of Jesus in here just for a moment I'm telling you we are in a war we are in a fight but I'm still standing I'm still holding my ground I still have on the armor of the Lord and I'm still here somebody has the testimony that you're still here clap your hands unto the Lord let's lift up the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm going to wrap this up real quick because I need us to understand some simple principles that we are in the evil day, that we are in a day where we must be obedient to the word of God I'm telling somebody your enemy is not sitting next to you neither behind you your enemy is not in your household your enemy is not your children or your grandchildren yes I understand you may be dealing with people that get on your nerves oh trust me I've had my nerves moved a few times but I'm telling somebody we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but it's against the principalities of this world so therefore when I'm wrestling against people I must understand that I'm not fighting that person uh, but I'm fighting the spirit uh, that is controlling that person Uh, y'all need to hear me right now because what I'm trying to get you to understand uh, that if you put down your fists uh, and get on your knees uh, and begin to say Lord I need your help Lord I need your strength Lord I need you to intervene I'm telling you God will do uh, in five seconds what you've been trying to do in five years somebody clap your hands and magnify the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God I feel like preaching here just for a moment Woo. I if, 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 if I don't preach you happy I'm going to preach myself happy because I've got to understand who I'm fighting against I know I'm not fighting against you yeah I know the devil's trying to use somebody to try to get to me but I'm telling you the more you get on my nerves the more I'm to pray and say Lord work on my heart work on my sister's heart work on my brother's heart work on them Lord because I'm not here to fight them I'm not here to tear them down they're not here to tear me down but God I need victory God I need victory I'm tired of feeling bagged up I'm tired of feeling defeated can I preach this thing for a few more moments I got on my armor, pastor. I'm so used to calling you pastor Carson. Is it okay, right? The church understands. I'm so, I'm so used to just fighting pastor. Uh, I'm I'm hear what I'm saying here. I, I said I'm so used to fighting, but I'm used to fighting my way. Come on, right? Right? hear me? Right. I I've been fighting my way and I'm losing battles that I should be winning, but I'm fighting in the wrong way see there's some battles that you will never win all because you're fighting it the wrong way that's right amen you should be winning but the only reason why you feel defeated is because you're fighting it your way and not God's way that's why we end up right back in the same mess uh, that we said we would get out of but the problem is is that you said you'll get out of it i'm telling you you cannot pull your way out uh, you can't run your way out uh, but you gotta guard your way out uh, you gotta be able to call on the name of jesus uh, you gotta be able to lift up the name that's above every name so i need you to understand this (laughs) I feel the Holy Ghost is through it. I'm telling you, I've got on my armor. I'm doing everything right, Lord. I'm showing up at church. I'm doing the things I need to do. But I feel I'm bagging up. <laughs> devil keeps pushing me back and pushing me back but I'm so thankful that God he gave me all this armor for the defense but then he gave me something for the offense see this is how you win this is how you fight the battle because then I got my sword in my hand the word of the Lord so I can use the word and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper I shall come out I shall pull through but it takes the word That is on my side this is how we win this is how we fight this is how we get on the offense I'm here to tell somebody that God sent this young man to tell somebody here today that you've been on the defense for far too long I want you to hear me I want you to see me in the back row I think you've been on a defense for far too long God has sent this young man to tell somebody it's time for you to get on the offense but the only way that you can be on the offense is that you have to pick up the Word of God you cannot fight this battle in the natural because too many of us are fighting in the natural but you're facing a spiritual battle the only way to win in the spirit is you have to pick up the word and you have to use the word against that devil you have to use the word against spirit I wish somebody right now would rise to your feet and just shout the name of Jesus begin to proclaim the word begin to speak the word come on greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world if God be before me who can be against me for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty, through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, I'm telling you, if God is for you, you ought to rejoice, you ought to lift your voice, you ought to dance before his presence, because God is able to do all things, clap your hands unto the Lord that's magnify him,